now this reading from the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. For Jesus knew who was to betray him. These words just strike me. Everywhere in the Gospels where we see Judas introduced, where we see Judas uh, saying something, acting, doing something, we are reminded that he is the one who will betray Jesus. And yet, when we read the Gospels, and as we experience the truth of the Gospels, and as we consider our own lives, and the lives that we have to live as members of the body of Christ, if we are honest with ourselves, if we are honest and open to the truth, we know that in truth, in reality, in our heart of hearts, in our deepest core, we know that we are the ones who betray Jesus. Think about it. It wasn't just Judas who denied his Lord by word and deed. Peter did too. It wasn't just Judas who went the other way and who ran. So did the other disciples. Many of them ran in the night 
At the time of Jesus' arrest, others fought and then ran. The struggle and the dilemma of what to do and how to respond to Christ is something that we all must face. Our own culpability in the arrest and the trial, the conviction and the death of Jesus cannot be denied. There was for a long time this movement to blame the Jews for the death of Jesus. During the period of strong anti-Semitism in Europe, there was this pogrom and these attacks and these arrests and these murders, these lynchings of Jews at the accusation that they had been the ones to kill the Lord. It so misses the truth, the painful truth, that we are like Judas, we are like the disciples, we are like Peter, we are like those who denied Jesus, who betrayed Jesus, who ran from Jesus, we are the ones who killed Jesus. With every shout of crucify him, with every demand for Barabbas, with the washing of our hands in the face of injustice in this world, with every mocking sneer, with every strike of the nail, as we sin, we betray Jesus. We betray our Lord every time we deny love for another, every time we sin, every time we walk away when we know that Jesus calls us to act and to speak, every time we refuse to share the good news with another through word and deed, every time we engage in denial of the truth of the love of God, we betray Jesus. We participate in his arrest. We participate in his trial. We participate in his crucifixion. We participate in his death. We are the ones, not the Jews, not the Roman soldiers who drove the nails, not the people who derided him standing there at the cross. We are the ones who betray Jesus, betray our Lord, deny him before others, run from him when we should be embracing him. The church, as it struggles to come to grips with what it means to be proclaimers of the gospel, the church, when it faces challenges to be the hands and the feet of Christ in a broken and hurting world, the church betrays Jesus every time it rejects a child of God judges a child of God, refuses to include a child of God, 
runs away from the responsibility of witnessing to the love of God for all. The church betrays Jesus. I betray Jesus. Every time I think of myself before thinking of others. Consider my own needs as being more important than the needs of another. We, his disciples, we, his followers, we betray Jesus. And still, he calls us, he welcomes us, he invites us, he pleads with us to come and let him wash us clean. Let him feed us on his divine real presence. Let him transform us. He calls us, he pleads with us, he welcomes us to come and feast on the riches of his grace. Even though we have, continue, and will deny him and betray him again and again in our lives, nevertheless, he, loving us, calls us to come and feast. He on the cross says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Says to us, Today you will be with me in paradise. Yes, we betray Jesus. And the amazing grace of God is that he loves us anyway. And he welcomes us here to join at his table, to eat and to drink, and be transformed by the presence of God so that we one day, if not here, then in glory, won't betray him. Today, as you come and receive the blessed sacrament of Holy Communion, today as you come and eat and drink, allow the sanctifying grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to so flow through your life so transform your life that even though we are all Judas, even though we are all Peter, even though we are all the disciples who ran in the face of the arrest of our Lord, even though we are all of this, nevertheless, God's love for us calls us and will feed us. Come and receive, eat and drink, and allow the sanctifying grace of Jesus to transform you today. For tomorrow, when his crucifixion and death is still to come, and we will need his grace. We will need his presence to travel through 
God's Friday. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Today in this service, we began by confessing our sins to God. We have heard the word of forgiveness from God. We have heard the word proclaimed in word and in song. And now we come to the table of the Lord to receive the word in the sacrament of Holy Communion. I invite you to join with me in your bulletins for the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. From the earth you bring forth bread and create the fruit of the vine. You formed us in your image, delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God. You fed us manna in the wilderness and gave grapes as evidence of the promised land. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. When we had turned aside from your way and abused your gifts, you gave us in him your crowning gift, emptying himself that our joy might be full. He fed the hungry, healed the sick, ate with the scorned and forgotten, washed his disciples' feet, and gave a holy meal as a pledge of his abiding presence. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Savior Christ has taught us, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Mm -hmm. 